فاشرف بي لاشتغالي بالعلم ولا تبغي به ما عشت يدا بدلا ويا له من شرف عظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا محمد اخر الانبياء في الدنيا عصرا واجلهم يوم القيامه شانا وذكرا صلى الله وملائكته والصالحون من خلقه كما وحد الله وعرف به ودعا اليه اما بعد وان شرح هذا الكتاب نزهه النظر في توضيح نقطه الفكر written by حافظ ابن حجر رحمه الله تعالى we spoke about last lesson um, the ziyadat al-thiqa we started to speak about it and the statement of hafiz ibn hajar what he said he said wa ziyadat rawihima maqbulatun ma latak ma lam taq'a munafiyatan liman huwa awthaq that the ziyadat al-thiqa is accepted it is taken into consideration ma lam taq'a munafiyatan liman huwa awthaq minhu what does that a hadith that is ziyadat al-thiqa actually mean the hadith which is ziyadah thiqa means when a narrator comes and he adds additional information either whether it be the matter of the hadith or he adds it into the chain of the hadith this is called what ziyadah thiqa it's the adding of a reliable individual it's the adding of a reliable individual hafiz ibn hajar rahimahullah anyone who ponders والمتامل لكلام حافظ ابن حجر anyone who ponders over the statement of حافظ ابن حجر يظهر له it becomes clear to him انه يصف الزياده المقبوله بوصفين حافظ ابن حجر he is putting two conditions for the ziyadah thiqa to be accepted the first one is ان يكون من من زادها the one who added onto it the one who added this information onto the hadith it has to be what min rawiyin from a narrator who is what as-sahih aw al-hasan a narrator who is sahih when we say sahih then that means what he has kamal al-'adl and kamal al-dabt he's got integrity and he also has what he also has precision on point precision that's a sahih or it's a hasan huh? where his precision is slightly low slightly low but of course he has adala the integrity that's what half of the hadith statement looks like because what did he say wa ziyadatu rawihima maqbulatun the narrator who is good in his memory and is good is in in his integrity whether the memory is low then it becomes hasan or whether the memory is precise which is sahih whichever of the two is his narration is accepted that's the first that's the first thing that you understand from the statement of ibn hajar and the second that you understand from it is alla taq'a munafiyatan liriwayati man huwa awthaq which is where he says ma lam taq'a munafiyatan liman huwa awthaq that hafiz al hajar is saying as long as it doesn't what it doesn't oppose anyone who is what of great caliber and of great integrity uh, and a great level of his of him as long as it doesn't oppose that Here is a, we need to do waqfa 
we need to stand over each of those two points that he mentions for the acceptance of a hadith which is ziyadah to thiqa. Let's take the first part which is that the narrator who's narrating this hadith has to be what? Either it has to be from the narrators whose hadiths are considered to be sahih or the narrators who are considered to be hasan. Let's look at that. Um, Hafid ibn Hajar himself is another kitab called Al-Nukat Ala ibn Salah. Hafid ibn Hajar. He mentions that um, he mentions rahimahullah from a group of Hufad like Tirmidhi, Ibn Khuzayma, Darqutni, Ibn Abdul Barra, Ibn Khatib and others. He transmits from them statements. And then after that, Ibn Hajar says the following. He says, فَحَاصِلُ كَلَامِ هَؤُلَاءِ what is the conclusion of the statement of these scholars? Tirmidhi, Ibn Khuzayma, Darqutni, Ibn Abdul Barra, Khatib al-Baghdadi. The khulasa and the summary of their statement is أَنَّ زِيَادَةِ إِنَّمَا تُقْبَلُ مِمَّنْ يَكُونُ حَافِظًا مُتْقِنًا That the hadith where the narrator adds an additional information is only accepted when it's from what? مِمَّنْ يَكُونُ It has to be from what? حَافِظًا مُتْقِنًا It has to be a hafiz and it also has to be a Mutqin. Hafiz ibn Hajar rahimahullah in the kitab al-Nukhat ala ibn Salah, what does he mention? What does Hafiz mention? He mentions that the narration, the ziyada to thiqa, and he's mentioned, he's taken it from the kalam of Tirmidhi, al-Imam al-Dara Qutni, the kalam of Ibn Khuzayma, and Ibn Abdul Bar, and also from the kalam of Khatib al-Baghdadi, that they, he said, فَحَاصِلُ kalami هَأُولَاءِ الْأَيْمَةِ that the conclusion of the statements of these scholars is that that the ziyadah is accepted from only the person who is what? Mimman yakunu hafidhan. The person who is a hafidh and he's what? Mutqinan. He's a hafidh which is mutqin. Now you might ask yourself and say, what's the difference between a person who you would say is a hafidh and mutqin? Why are they distinguishing between the two? Hafidh explains it as well in the kitab more details in his kitab and look at in summary, what does it mean? It means a person who is hafiz and he is also a person who is what? Al-Ikthar min sima'i al-Hadithi wa isma'i. He is a person who is a hafiz in and within himself. And his, his precision and his memory is on point. But he is also a person who is excessive in his narrations. He has got a lot of narrations. And he is narrated to many people. For example, Imam al-Hafid al-Dara Qutniyu, do you say that he has those two characteristics? Hafid al-Dara Qutniyu. Naam. Imam al-Dara Qutniyu is from al-Hufad al-Mutqinin. From al-Hufad al-Mutqinin. He combined between Hifd, his memorization is there, Rahimahullah, and he also has many narrations, many ahadiths, and he's precise on it. He doesn't do mistake on it. He's a Mutqin on that. We have Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Umar Al-Waqidi Muhammad ibn Umar Al-Waqidi whose scholars they call him Hafid they refer to him as a Hafid because they say he has many narrations and whatnot. but here the issue is, is that he doesn't have what? he hasn't got precision in that he does mistakes he memorized a lot, he's narrated a lot, he's taken a lot of narrations but what, is he does, what does he not have? he doesn't have precision sometimes he may get caught on a mistake or here or there you guys have the book, you have you seen the book, right? Written by Dara Qutni. He wrote it from his memory. Dara Qutni wrote the kitab, 
which scholars have done al-Itikaf on it and are shocked how he extracts from each ahadith defense. It's over 10 mm. volumes, the book. It's over 10 volumes. Daraqatniyu, he wrote this from min from his memory, from his head. He wrote that all without having to go back to references and point. Ah. Professors who graduated from Jamaat took PhD programs on it. Portion of the book. What one man did from his own memory. Al-Imam Rahimahullah. And this is what? Al-Hifd wa dabt He has hifd and he has precision. Rahimahullah ta'ala. Whereas Muhammad ibn Umar al-Waqidi, what does he have? He has a hifd but he doesn't have precision. The same applies with Muhammad ibn Humayd al-Raziyu. He is a person most often with hifd. He's described in books of hadith. He's a hafid. Lakinahu tahabuhu, they suspected of him. Suspicion has come to regard, uh, in, his regard, in his affairs. Al-Hafid ibn Sulaiman, uh, Shadakwani, rahimahullah, the same. Mawsuf bil Hifd, he's described to have Hifd with him, but they described him, uh, or they spoke about him excessively. And then what the scholars here want is that the person is Hafidhan Mutqinan. He's a Hafid Mutqin. Very good. That's the first part of the uh, statement that we're looking at of Ibn Hajar, which leads to Aqib. So the hadith which is Hassan, does it enter here? Huh? No, hadith which is Hassan, we have a dubbed issue with him. It doesn't enter this one. Ziyadah to thiqa is only accepted from what? A person who is what? Who is Hafid Mutqin. Very good. <coughs> the second uh, janib, of the kalam of the uh, Shaykh uh, Ibn Hajar, which is Adam al-Tanafi, that there's no opposition. Uh, that there's no opposition, and he's not opposing those which are what? Those which are greater than it. Those which are uh, greater than it. Hafid Ibn Hajar, if you read his statement here, he kind of says that. If those two, if it doesn't oppose any other narrator or any other narration, if it doesn't oppose it, then it's accepted. Look what he says in his sharah. He says, Half of the Hajj said that the ziyada, if there's no op- opposition, it's not opposing any other narrations between it and the other narration. It's accepted what? Mutlaqan, right? Unrestrictedly. Ta'qib. That needs a look to it. That requires a what? It requires a look to it. That is accepted unrestrictedly. Half of the Hajj himself goes against that in his kitab Al-Nukat Al ibn Salah. And you know the kitab Al-Nukat Al ibn Salah, rahimahullah, that Hafiz al Hajar wrote? It was one of the last books that he wrote. And you know he died in writing the Nukat ibn, ibn Hajar. Hajar never finished it. He died on the chapter of Maqloob. The chapter of Maqloob, Hafiz al Hajar died on that particular point. Hafiz didn't finish it. It was one of his last books. So what he's going to write here is going to be what? His last? His views and his opinions are here the last 
their last aqwal of his rahimahullah ta'ala. So that's what we're going to compare that with each with this statements of his sometimes rahimahullah. Um, so the fact that it's accepted unrestrictedly, he himself rahimahullah doesn't accept that in his kitab, uh, in his nukhat. Also another thing is that he says ma lam munafiyatan as long as he doesn't oppose. But there are hadith which are ziyada, which sometimes the scholars don't accept. They don't accept, and there's no opposition. And it's a ziyada. The scholars don't accept it. And it's the issue that the scholars called when the hadith is disputed whether it's mawsul or whether it's mursal. Or whether it's disputed if the hadith is marfu' or mawquf. These ahadiths are what? They are not from the angle of min qabili tanafi. There's no opposition here. There's no opposition here. Some, the scholars have rejected at particular points and situations. So that statement also needs, and we will leave that inshallah ta'ala for more discussion in the, uh, in the other kitab, Ikhtisar Ulum al-Hadith and books like that. We'll speak more about it. Hafidh al-Muhajjar then says, Rahimahullah, فَإِنْ خُولِفَ بِأَرْجَحَ فَالْرَاجِحُ الْمَحْفُوظُ وَمُقَابِلُهُ الشَّادُ وَمَعَ الضَّعْفِ فَالْرَاجِحُ الْمَعْرُوفُ وَمُقَابِلُهُ الْمُنْكَرُ The Shaykh Rahimahullah, Hafidh al-Muhajjar, he goes into Shadh and Munkar and the opposites of the two. Shadh, what's the opposite of Shadh? Mahfuz. What's the opposite of uh, Munkar? Ma'ruf. So we first have to know what Shadh means and we need to know what Munkar means. Before we go into it, we have to first of all know Ahlul Ilm, the people of this field of Mustalah al Hadith, Ikhtalafu, they differed. Between them, what is they differed in this issue of Al Ashad and Al Munkar? They differed. And they differed from two angles. Their dispute is from two angles. The first way is are they two words that indicate the same thing? Are they, this, are they two names for one thing? Or are they two different independent things? Are they separate from each other? That the shad is specific to what? That the shad is specifically talking about the thiqah and the munkar is talking about the hadith al-da'if and that the munkar is talking about what? The hadith which is, which is da'if. Number two, the second angle which they differed upon each other is, هل يشترط, is it conditioned في الحكم بالشذوذ والنكارة for the, scholar, the scholars to grade or place on a hadith that it's shad or it's munkar. Is it conditioned for a person to place on a hadith shudud, say this hadith is shad, or this hadith is munkar, qaid al-mukhalafat, that there's opposition here. That's it. Is that all they conditioned? Am or is it correct? Or is it permissible to use shad and munkar for any individual who is alone in anything, even if there's no opposition? Or is it 
even if there is no opposition present there. Pay attention here now. They, the scholars differed between themselves. Regarding what? The hadith which is shad and the hadith which is munkar. What is it? And their dispute is what? Min jihataini from two angles. They differed. The first one is, is it? Are these two words showing the same thing? Or are they different? And if they are different, if they are different, is the shad specific to what? Mukhtasun bi Is it specific to the thiqa? And that the munkar is what? Bi hadith al da'if. It's specific to the hadith which is weak. That's one. The second discussion is. The khilaf, the second khilaf that they have had is what? The second khilaf that they've had is, is it a condition to place on a hadith shudud, say the hadith is sha'ad, or to say the hadith is munkar? Is it a condition that there's opposition only? Or, uh, if, or if there's tafarrud, which is that it's alone, even if it's not opposing anyone, but the fact it's alone in an issue, but there's no opposition necessarily, is that which of the two? Is, is the points very well understood? With these two angles, they differed. These two khilafs, is it called khilaf al-tanawwu' or is it khilaf al-tabad? Is this two, these two angles of khilaf that we saw right now, that the scholars are differing, is it, is it a khilaf which is tanawwu' or is it khilaf al-tabad? And what does ikhtilaf al-tanawu' mean? What does ikhtilaf al-tabad mean? Ikhtilaf al-tanawu' means differences in terms of what? In terms of wordings. Or it's a khilaf which you can bring them together. Ikhtilaf al-tabad means you can't, you can't bring them together. So which of the two is it? Ikhtilaf al-tanawu' means you can bring the two people. One is saying tomato and the other one is saying tomato, potato. Two words. Two pronunciations, but one word, sah? Is it like that? Or is it Akhtilaf, which is one is saying black and the other is saying white? This is the, 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 the correct is that it is, is, is from the angle of Akhtilaf al-Tanawwu. al-Tanawwu, meaning they can be reconciled between the two then. And it's not from the angle of ikhtilaf al-tabad. And it's not from the angle of ikhtilaf al-tabad. Why? Because both parties, in every dispute that you talk about, all of the scholars unanimously agree that the hadith which is shad and the hadith which is munkar, both of them are what? Mardood, rejected. That the hadith which is what? Shad. Or the hadith which is munkar is rejected and it cannot be used as an evidence not in matters which are uh, evidences that you're trying to use it or you can't even use it as a witness. You can't even use it for hujjah proof and you're not allowed to use it as a witness for something that you're trying to establish. You can't say this is a witness for this state, statement of mine. Half of them the Hajar here, what did he do here? He chose based on what? Based on the two different khilaf that I mentioned. Half of the Hajar in this book of his, he just chose the angle of Qaydul Mukhalafa. 
So the hukum of shudud and the hukum of nakara, the hadith to be shad or the hadith to be what? Shad or to be munkar. Hafid Mahajar, did he condition tafarrud or did he condition mukhalafa here? Which of them did he condition here? Huh? Where how do you know? Where did he say that? Oh, you're looking at Ziyad, okay. Ha, remember, we, what was the two points I said that the ilm differed in terms of al-shudud wa nakara What was it that I said? Number one was that, hal huma ismani li musamman wahid. Are they two, now, two names for one thing? Sah? Or are they two different things? That was the first angle. And if they are two different things, is the shad specific to the thiqah and the munkar is specific to the hadith which is da'if? And the second khilaf was what? The second khilaf was what? Yeah, the hadith which is shad and the hadith which is munkar. Is it enough there's just a, there's an opposition? Or if it's tafarrud here, it's alone in an issue, even if there's no opposition, it's still shad and munkar. Half of which one of those two did he take? Did he take tafarrud in the book? Or did he take uh, mukhalafa? Opposition? Am I making sense in my question? I feel like it's so... You... Yeah? We're talking about the munkar and the shad, both of them. If you guys... Got, you, you haven't understood the question. Pay attention to the question first. Understand the question. The question is... Okay? Pay attention. The question is... The hadith which is shad. Some scholars have said, and the hadith which is munkar. Some of the scholars have said, and they believe, for us to say this hadith is shad, and for us to consider this hadith to be munkar, there has to be opposition. That opposition has to be there. Another group said, no, I don't care about opposition. As long as he's alone on this issue, I call this hadith shad, and I call this hadith munkar. Does that make sense? So they're ruling on a hadith to say this hadith is shad or this hadith is munkar. They, what, what do they look at? Some people look at uh, mukhalafa, opposition. And another group of scholars, they look at tafarrud, alone. Are, are you with me? Which of those two did half the hajjah take? Uh, is half the hajjah of the opinion that he would call a hadith shad and he would call a hadith munkar if, it is, if there's opposition. Or will you call it if there is a what? Tafarrut. As long as it's singular. Yeah? Okay, where, where did you get that from? Where did he say the matan? What? If you say that for the shad, how do you know? What about the munkar? Where did you get the munkar from? Brothers and sisters, it's right in front of you. He said, فَإِنْ خُولِفَ خُولِفَ What did he say? فَإِنْ خُولِفَ It's the second word on the tenth line. فَإِنْ خُولِفَ If there's opposition, half the hadith take مُخَالَفَ then. There has to be opposition. فَإِنْ خُولِفَ بِأَرْجَحَ Then this is what? 
فالراجح المحفوظ ومقابله الشاذ ذا ستيل ان خلف ستيل جوز فور ذا واتر ذا منكر فحافظ بحجر كوزي حديث شاذ حافظ بحجر كوزي حديث منكر اذ ذا وات مخالفه اذ ذا وات مخالفه That's what he says here. But the problem is, is that when you go to his nukat, Hafiz al-Hajjar brings what? He brings tafarrud as well. He brings what? At-tafarrud. That's what Hafiz al-Hajjar does. Okay, the next question is, is that does Hafiz al-Hajjar believe huma ismani li musamman wahid? That the Munkar and the Shad are two, na- two names for one thing. Or does he actually believe that the, uh, that the Shad is specific to the Hadith which is Thiqah uh, and the Munkar is the Hadith which is Da'if? Huh? Does he believe Hafid ibn Hajar, Rahimahullah, that they are both two nouns for one thing? Or does he believe Rahimahullah, that there are two different things. That the shad is specific to the hadith which is hadith which is a thiqah and the munkar is a hadith which is da'if. Yeah? He believes two different things. And that the, had, that the shad is hadith in thiqah and the, and the munkar is hadith in da'if. That's what's. Where did you get that from? Huh? Where did you say? Where does he say that? Where, where? Huh? Yeah, well, does he, where does he say it? Where, where, where? Where does he say it? The book that we have in front of us is a Nuzha and it's a Nukhba. He says in the Matan, not in the Sharah. Where does he say in the Matan? Uh, so, what is, and what about in. Uh, the uh, shad is what for him? Uh-huh. Okay, you now told me that he says is a munkar. Where did you get the hadith of the shad is thika? He doesn't? Huh? Can you not get it from here, right now here? Alakulihal, you can say it from his previous statement, which is precise. But even here, in Khulifa, if there's an opposition, he was what was he talking about before that? Because the world was connected something that he was talking about before, right? He was talking about the hadith which is ziyadah to thiqa which is maqbul thiqa. He's talking about ziyadah to thiqa of reliable person. So here when he says فَإِنْ خُلِفَ If there's an opposition of the ziyadah, the thiqa, his hadith. The ziyadah here is khilaf here. Before he told you there's no khilaf. This is ziyadah to thiqa. Now he's saying to you the hadith, the ziyadah of the thiqa has a khilaf. Does that make sense? You have to look at the sani'ah of Hajar, how he talks here. So he was already talking about ziyadah to thiqa. He hasn't left ziyadah to thiqa. The ziyadah to thiqa here has, has a mukhalafa here. Before he didn't, did it have a mukhalafa? He said if it doesn't have a mukhalafa, this is ziyadah to thiqa which is accepted, which is maqbula. 
This ziyad like, is not accepted. Why? There's a mukhalafa. It's an opposition, which is called shad. So Hafid ibn Hajar, according to him, if a hadith, if a thiqa, thiqa opposes other thiqat, according to him, he, uh, thiqa opposes other thiqat which are larger than him in quantity. What does he call this, this one person's hadith? Shad. And what about these people's hadith? What's it called? Mahfuz. He tells you. The rajah is mahfuz. They are rajah. And the opposite of the mahfuz is the who? It's my hadith. Shad. So all of you here are thiqat. I've opposed you all. You guys are rajah. You guys are the strongest opinion. So you guys are mahfuz. I here, on the other hand, shad. I'm strange. Are we all together? And then according to Ibn Hajar's view, the shad is mukhalafa wa tafarrud. Are you with me? It has to be mukhalafa and it has to be alone. Here he says it's mukhalafa, but in his nukat, what does he say? He brings both of them. He says mukhalafa and tafarrud. He brings both of them in. Are we all together? Another thing that we have to do. Another shudud is what? I oppose you, Abbas, but you're greater than I am. We're both thiqa. You're a thiqa, I'm a thiqa. And I'm opposing you, and I'm opposing you. In this situation, your narration is accepted. Yours is mahfuz, and mine is what? Shad. Limada. Because a thiqa opposed a thiqa. Does that make sense? That's the definition of a shad and a mahfuz. What's the difference between a munkar? A munkar means a person who is da'if. I'm not a thiqa. I am da'if. And I oppose all of you guys. My hadith is called munkar. And your hadith is all called ma'roof. All of you guys are hadith which is ma'roof. Or I oppose one person who is what? Thiqa. I'm opposed to Abbas with the thiqa and I'm weak aslan. Even if I didn't oppose, no one would have taken my narration. Let alone when I oppose people. So, this is what Hafid al Hajar chooses to say the difference between the two. And then what do they have in common, the Shad? And what do they have in common, the Nakara? Uh, they both have a position together. Sahih? Both of them are what? Muhalama. And both of them, according to Ibn Hajar, are what? Tafarrut, it's one person I suppose. Or if a group of people oppose another group of people. According to Ibn Hajar's final view in his nukat, it's not called a shad, nor is it called a... Huh? Huh? If, if, let's say five are opposing all of you guys here right now. Is this tafarrut? Five are opposing another five, methodin. Huh? Is it tafarrud here? We don't have that. We don't have that. Oh, does that make sense? Huh? We just do tarjih. We just do tarjih. We don't do mukhalafa, shudud, or anything. Yeah, we're going to come to a mukhtalif al hadith or something like that. We're going to come to it now. Does that make sense? Hafid gives examples for each one. He gives an example. For each one, the hadith which is shad, he gives an example in his nukat, rahimahullah, uh, in his sorry, nusatun uh, nazar. 
he gives a he gives an example of it in his Nusrat al-Mamar. And he gives an example for the Munkar as well. Hey, what's, the hadith, what's the hadith which is? Let's not go too, it'll, complete, it'll confuse us. But they can find examples. Try to, try to understand the examples yourselves by looking at the two examples we brought. Then he goes into We're now going to go into what's known as what? Al-Fardun Nisbiyu What is a Fardun Nisbi? A Fardun Nisbiyu is what we previously took Does anyone remember what a Fardun Nisbi means? Huh? Ah, if the Hadith is alone whilst in the midst of the narration, right? It becomes singular. The hadith was a hundred, a hundred, and then one person, and then a hundred. That one person, he made the what? He made the hadith which what? He restricted the hadith to one person. This is called fardun nisbi. This is called what? Fardun nisbiyu. Half of the hadith says, well, fardun nisbiyu, the hadith which is fardun nisbi, in wafaqahu ghayruhu. If other than it agrees with it, fawal mutabi'u. This is called the what? So a lot of people are narrating it, and then a lot, and then one person, and then a lot of people. That one person, okay, if he gets anyone to help him, to agree with him, what does it now become? This is called a mutabi'. For example, first of all, the mutabi'a, look at the Nusrat al-Nadr, you find it there. He says, وَالْمُتَابَعَةُ عَلَى مَرَاتِبَ That the mutabi'a is of levels. The mutaba'a is of what? The mutaba'a is of levels. In hasrat lirrawi nafsihi. If the mutaba'a goes in accordance to the narrator himself, that the, the person who made the hadith alone, okay, somebody comes and then agrees with him, meaning they narrate from the same shaykh from him. They narrate from the same shaykh as him. This is called what? This is called a mutaba'a, which is tamma, a complete mutaba'a. The second one is, the second type is, if the purse is called in hasalat li shaykhi, it happens for the shaykh, not for the person, but for your shaykh. He gets a mutaba'a for this. And anyone above him, this is called mutaba'a, which is qasira. It's a mutaba'a, which is what? Short. Example for both, Ibn Hajar mentions them. The first one he brings, مَا رَوَاهُ الشَّافِعِ فِي الْأُمِّ عَنْ مَالِكِ بْنَ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بْنَ عَبْدِ دِينَارٍ عَنْ عُبْنُ عُمَرٍ أَنَّ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم قال that the Prophet said, الشهر تسع وعشرون فلا تصوم حتى تروا الهلال ولا تفطر حتى تروا فإن غم عليكم فأكملوا العدة ثلاثين This hadith, Shafi'i narrated in his um and he narrated it from who? From who? From Imam Malik, rahimahullah. And Imam Shafi'i narrated it from Imam Malik. Naam. And Imam Malik narrated it from who? Abdullah ibn Dinarin. Who narrated it from who? Abdullah ibn Umar. Pay attention to this now. Shafi'i is the only person we have who narrated this hadith from who? And Imam Malik. And Imam Malik has, he has students. Students. Huh? So people, they thought when they looked at this hadith, and the Shafi'i, and the Shafi'i, and the Shafi'i, and the Shafi'i, 
The only Shafi'i narrated this from Malik. They thought that. So they listed this to the hadith which are strange from Shafi'i. The reason is because the Ashab, the students of Malik who narrated this hadith, they did not narrate this part which is the wording for in Umma alaykum faqduru lahu. Only Shafi'i narrated this, faqduru lahu. Then Ibn Hajar says, لَكِنْ وَجَدْنَا لِلشَّافِعِيِّ مُتَابِعًا We found for Imam Shafi'i what? We found for Imam Shafi'i Mutaba'ah, somebody who's with him on this. And that is Abdullah ibn Maslamat al-Qa'anabi. Abdullah ibn Maslamat al-Qa'anabi is who? Is a student of who? So Abdullah ibn Maslamat al-Qa'anabi narrated this from Shafi'i Malik, and so did Shafi'i. Akhrajahu al-Bukhari, Imam al-Bukhari narrated this in his Sahih. This is a what? It's a mutaba'ah which is tama'ah. We have Abdullah ibn Maslamat al-Qa'anabi and we also have Muhammad al-Idris al-Shafi'i. Both of them are taken from Shafi'i this. So then there's no more claim which is that Shafi'i has a what? He's gharib in this hadith. He's got a mutaba'ah. Good. The same hadith, there's also in it a mutaba'ah which is qasira was found. In Abu Tabi'a Qasir, we said before is what? In hasrat li shaykhi faman fawqahu. If it happens for the shaykh or anyone above him, somebody agrees with them in it. And that is the riwayat Ibn Khuzayma brought in his sahih. Is who? Min riwayat Aasim ibn Muhammadin an abihi Muhammad ibn Zaydin an jaddihi Abdullah ibn Umarim. So who did Aasim narrate from? Who did Aasim narrate from? He narrated from his father Muhammad. Anabihi Muhammad, his father Muhammad. Who then narrated from who? His granddad, not Zayd. His grand, his granddad who's Abdullah ibn Umar. And then we have three narrators here. We have three narrators. Who did Al-Imam uh, uh, um, Malik narrate from? Shafi'i narrated from, sorry? Who did he narrate from? He narrated from Malik, who narrated from Abdullah ibn Dinari, who narrated from Ibn Umar. And then both hadith comes back to who? It comes back to who? Abdullah ibn Umar. And then Shafi'i, he has brought for who? Who did he bring a mutaba'ah for? Sorry, Ibn Khuzayma. Who he got a mutaba'ah for here? Malik ibn Anas. Al-Imam Malik, rahimahullah. Al-Imam Malik here, Abdullah ibn Dinari, Abdullah ibn Umar. Here we have Muhammad Asim uh, ibn Muhammad and Muhammad ibn Zaydin and Abdullah ibn Umar. Are we all together? This is called a mutaba'ah which is what? Qasira. In other words, somebody other than Imam Malik narrated this hadith. And somebody other than Abdullah ibn Dinar narrated this hadith. From who? From Ibn Umar. So this hadith which is? It's called Qasr, it's deficient because it doesn't come to Mali Shafi'i. It has no business with the Imam Shafi'i. There's no Shafi'i Imam Malik. Malik is not in this chain. So the person who narrated from Imam, uh, to be precise, Abdullah ibn Dinar has a mutaba'ah here. Because he's the one who narrated from who? Ibn Umar. And here we have Muhammad ibn Zayd who narrated from Ibn Umar. We also have the same hadith in Sahih Muslim. Ubaidullah ibn Umar narrates from who? Nafi' then narrates from Ibn Umar. And this again is what? Mutaba' which is Qasira. This is a Mutaba' which is Qasira. 
هي لكن عبيد الله ابن عمر عن نافع عن ابن عمر again نافع is the one who narrated from ابن عمر are we all together إذا we have this one hadith as a متابعة which is تامة we have it as a متابعة which is قاصرة the two examples are generally they are brought from these they are brought from these uh, two hadith حافظ بن حجر بن يسيس وإن وجد متن يشبهه فهو شاهد شاهد وإن وجد متن يشبهه pay attention here if we find if we what if we find a hadith and there's another hadith that resembles it what does it do it resembles it it's a totally different hadith and when we say that it's a different hadith we generally mean that another companion narrated it so the hadith before who narrated it who narrated it before from the Prophet the one you just mentioned now Abdullah ibn Umar right if we find for example another Sahabi narrating that same hadith same meaning same meaning not the wording necessarily but the meaning this is called a shahid mutaba'a there has to be the same companion Ibn Hajar brings example for you he says ما رواه البخاري من رواية محمد بن زياد عن أبي هريرة بلفظ فإن غم عليكم فأكمل عدة الشعبان ثلاثين this hadith is a shahid it's not a mutaba'a and Abu Hurair is the one who's been narrated from here. Sah? Remember what did we say mutaba'a is? Mutaba'a is either, either the narrator himself gets somebody in agreement with him or anyone above him. And we don't have anyone above here. Here's Abu Hurairah. Here's Abu Hurairah. There's no Abdullah ibn Umar. So this hadith has a mutaba'a of the, its two types. Whether it be mutaba'a which is qasira or mutaba'a which is tamma and it also has a shahid. Shahid. Sometimes a shahid can actually even be a hadith. Uh, sorry, an ayah, sorry. An ayah can support it. It doesn't have to necessarily be a hadith. Does that make sense? For example, <coughs> Allah says, the Prophet said in a hadith, some scholars they differed on its authenticity, which that the Prophet said, that there's going to carry. This knowledge is going to be carried. The people who are going to carry them are the people who are udul, reliable people. What are they going to do? Their ones are going to be harassed the sharia. They're going to defend the sharia from anyone mis- uh, distorting its meaning, changing what is in there. Good. This hadith, scholars, they differ on its authentication and whatnot. Al Imam Khattib Baghdadi authenticates in Sharaf Ashab al Hadith Ma Abdul Bar in his kitab, Jami' Bayan al Ilmi wa Fadli. Scholars are differing in its, in its authenticity. But what does the hadith show? It shows that the ulama are what? Udul, reliable people. There is a shahid for that in the Quran. Where is that in? Qawluhu ta'ala shahidallahu annahu la ilaha illa huwa wal malaika wa ulul ilmi qa'iman bil qist. So Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, He took them as a witness. What does that show? That they are? You only take a witness as a person who is what? Adil. Who's, the people are udul. A person has to be an adil, reliable person. For you to say that that person is a witness for me. وَلِذَلِكَ الْإِمَامْ إِبْنَ عَبْدِ الْبَرَّ and Khatib al-Baghdad al-Sharif al-Sahab al-Hadith they authenticated based on that shahid. That the ayah is the one that testifies to that meaning and what's in there. So sometimes the ayah can be used as a shahid. But here, since we're talking about, because shahid doesn't have anything to do with hadith or not. It has something to do with the meaning. Does that make sense? 
Whereas the mutaba has something to do with the sanad and the word, the narration and the chain. Am I making sense? وَإِنْ وُجِدَ مَتْنٌ يُشْبِهُ فَهُوَ الشَّاهِدُ وَتَتَبْعُ الطُّرُوقِ لِذَلِكَ وَالْاَعْتِبَارُ And the following of the chain of finding if a hadith has a mutaba'a doing that work, that work that you're doing, you're going out of your way saying, okay, I want to find if a hadith, this is gharib, right? فَرْضْ نِسْبِهَا Okay, let me find if there's a mutaba'a That action that you're doing where you're looking into the books of hadith, you're opening the jawami' Jam'ul Sahih by Imam al-Bukhari or the Jam'ul Musnad by Imam Abu Muslim Abu Hussein Muslim Muslim Ibn al-Hajjaj al-Qushayri al-Naysaburi Imam Muslim or you go to At-Tirmidhi Abu Isa Ibn Sawrah At-Tirmidhi Rahimahullah you go to their books and you check the chains you go to the Ajza' Masanid this act of this individual following up narrations trying to find if there's a shahid for this if there's a mutaba'a for this this is called i'tibar following up the turuq for that issue to find if this hadith has a mutaba'a or if it has if it has a shahid for who that is that's what i'tibar means that's what that, that's what a that's what i'tibar means ولذلك ابن حجر سيز نزل نزهة النظر he says واعلم أن تتبع الطرق من الجوامع والمسانيد والأجزاء to follow up a طرق a narration a narration من الجوامع from the books the جامع جوامع are books that are written in this way and مسانيد are books that are written as a مسند and الأجزاء are the small little books that are written a جزء جزء this جزء that جزء رفع اليدين or whatnot لذلك الحديث الذي يظن أنه فرد ليعلم هل له متابع for that particular hadith to find out does it have a mutaba'a or does it not or is even is there even a shahid for it that action of that muhadith is called a what what is it called it's called a i'tibar We'll stop there, inshallah ta'ala. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me, shaytan, and Allah and his message are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu wa la ilaha illallah, astaghfiruka tubulayh.